Welcome back to the Darting Through the Faith podcast. I'm Father Sean Wilson, and with me today, uh, what was your name? I'm Julia Monin. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> I'm Julia Monin. <laughs> put a question mark on the end of that? Yeah, just for fun. Okay. You know, because you were saying it like you didn't know. I know. Right? But you yeah, know. Yeah, I did. I, I didn't know. know your name. So. I know. Do you remember last week when we got to call your mom? I do remember last week when we called my mom. It was so awesome. It was fun, and she was such a good sport about it. <sighs> oh, can can I say out loud the grace burn afterwards? Because mm. that was funny. That was good. Grace, do you mind? She doesn't mind. So, Mama Mom Wilson was having second right. thoughts. You know, she was a good sport, but then mm-hmm. questioned her singing abilities. Right. But then Grace said it was the best part of the right. whole show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> to which you and I both agreed. Yeah, it was. <laughs> we had to it keep was. it. I mean, yeah. we can't cut the best can't part. Can't put that under a bushel basket, no, Mom. Oh no. Thanks for playing along, Mom. Oh, I was driving here like, I wonder who we could call this week. Because <laughs> that was fun, and we should make that a regular yeah. thing. We just we, randomly call people. Right. You're live. Kind of. Sort of. <laughs> we could cut it, but we probably won't. Yeah. Um. What do you want to talk about? You know who I thought would be fun to call? Who? It, it would be dangerous, but that's why it would be fun. Father McCullough? Yes! Yes! That's exactly who as I was As soon as you said dangerous but fun, I was like, I know who that is. There's, <laughs> there's one person, there's many people that could be, but it would definitely, because he would he would live the part, yep. right? He would, he would embrace the role, mm-hmm. and on the spot, he is incredible. Mm-hmm. So one time I was with a couple people, and he called, actually, I think Grace was there. I think, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. he called me and I was like, oh, Father McCullough's calling mm-hmm. and put it on speakerphone. Mm-hmm. And I answered it and said, hey, hey, you're on speakerphone mm-hmm. um, at a, with some parishioners. And mm-hmm. he did not disappoint. <laughs> and he insulted as many people as I could think of, <laughs> but all in good fun. Dangerous so, and fun. Yeah. Ooh, you know who else might be good or fun would be Deacon Alex Dugas, oh, soon to be yeah. Father Alex Dugas. Yeah. We could like interview him after he's ordained. Mm. That would be fun. I, I just have all sorts of ideas for right. people people right. we could call. Are you saying you don't want to do the catechism show? You want to do a talk show? <laughs> Maybe when we're done with the catechism mm. and we've marked all these off, we're getting closer. Oh my gosh, we could throw the dart at the start of this show and see who we're going to call. Yes, have a whole board of random of people. Random like, people in our like right. just Pope Francis. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have him in my contact list. Oh. I was gonna say people we oh. have in our contact list that we could oh. easily call. Sure, right? Yeah, we could put Mama Wilson on there like several times. We could, we could. Yeah, yeah, and just never cross it off whenever we hit her. Right. This is the best idea that I've had yeah. in a long time that I've been a part of in a long time. That's, so I, I think we do it. Okay. I think, I mean, I think we got to stick to the catechism. Sure. We got to get through the catechism. And then we will go from there. We've got we'll an go idea. There. Maybe there'll be another idea. You know, maybe we'll, I don't know. Anyways, <laughs> uh, we should pray and get started <laughs> because good. we are, uh, we do have some, this, we are about. talking about the catechism. Yes, we are still right. In the name of the father and the son, and the Holy spirit. Amen. Amen. Heavenly Father, we give you thanks uh, for the grace and the power of your resurrection. We thank you for the new life that it brings us and ask that this may always be the center point of our days, the center point of our weeks especially, the fact that you uh, won victory over the cross. We entrust this time into your care and ask that you may be with all of those listening to this podcast and in a special way for my for my own mother who was such a great support and uh, an example. And uh, we dedicate this into the hands of the Blessed Virgin Mary and Pope St. John Paul II, through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. From the Father and the Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Okie dokie. We are on paragraphs, what, 2168 to... 
2188. 2168 to 2188. That's right. The whole third commandment, keep holy the Sabbath. Right. And this is divided into a couple different sections. So we have mm. the Sabbath day. What is what is that? And then the mm. Lord's day. And then the Lord's day has a couple subcategories. The day of resurrection, Sunday fulfillment of the Sabbath, the Sunday Eucharist, the Sunday obligation, a day of grace and rest from work. Oh, beautiful. Oh, the Lord's day. Beautiful, beautiful. Oh, yeah. Okay, so where are we at actually in the catechism? We're in the third section, the moral life. And this mm. is the third commandment. So the moral life is kind of morality in general. The whole second half is the Ten Commandments. We are on the third of the Ten Commandments, which is, what is the third commandment? Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. In it you shall not do any work. Keep holy the Sabbath day. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Great. Yeah. This is a commandment from the Lord, mm-hmm. right? For our good. Mm-hmm. We'll get to all that. Yeah. So first, the Sabbath, like what we get this in paragraphs 2168 through 2173. And this being so many paragraphs, I assume we're not going paragraph to paragraph. I don't think so. Okay. So the Sabbath day, we're getting like an actual just like definition of what that what that is. In an Old Testament mm-hmm. understanding of the Sabbath day, which was the the seventh day, which mm-hmm. is Saturday. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. so of course, our Jewish brothers and sisters still hold to the Sabbath mm-hmm. day. They still hold to Saturday as being the, mm-hmm. uh, the day of rest. Mm-hmm. Um, because it recalls creation, right? The Lord mm-hmm. created in six mm-hmm. days, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and then mm-hmm. rested on the seventh day, the Sabbath. Right. Scripture also reveals in the Lord's day, a memorial of Israel's liberation from bondage in Egypt. Remember you were a servant in the land of Egypt and the Lord, your God brought you out thence with mighty hand and outstretched arm. Therefore, the Lord, your God commanded you to keep the Sabbath day. So the Sabbath was a reminder of the Lord rescuing them from Egypt. Mm-hmm. So every Sabbath day you recall the mighty works of the Lord mm-hmm. in Moses's time. God entrusted the Sabbath to Israel to keep as a sign of the irrevocable covenant. The Sabbath is for the Lord, holy and set apart for the praise of God, his work of creation and his saving actions on behalf of Israel. Okay. And then God's action is the model for human action. If God rested and was refreshed on the seventh day, man too ought to rest and should let others, especially the poor, be refreshed. The Sabbath brings everyday work to a halt and provides a respite. It is a day of protest against the servitude of work and the worship of money. I love that last line. It's a day Mm -hmm. in which we protest. Mm -hmm. How do we protest? We don't work. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. the idolatry of money, Mm -hmm. the worship of money. Well, this is, and what a great protest. Mm -hmm. What are you going to do this Sunday? I'm going to protest. How are you going to do that? I'm going to take a nap. (laughs) That's my favorite form of protest ever. I protest the love of money by Uh, napping. Right, right. I'm going to go spend time with my family because work is not the is all and be all. Right. Right. Praise God. Praise God. Yeah. In in this last paragraph then of this section, 2173, we get like what happens when Jesus is here, right? And how, how we, we get the fulfillment of this. So the gospel reports many incidents when Jesus was accused of violating the Sabbath. Yeah. He right. ticked a lot right. of people off. Yeah. You're picking grain, mm-hmm. you and your boys. Mm-hmm. But Jesus never fails to respect the holiness of this day. He gives this law its authentic and authoritative interpretation. The Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. With compassion, Christ declares the Sabbath for doing good rather than harm, for saving life rather than killing. The Sabbath is the day of the Lord of mercies and a day to honor God. The Son of Man is Lord, even on the Sabbath. 
So there's like some, uh, just like that line, the Sabbath was made for man, not man mm-hmm. for the Sabbath. Mm-hmm. So it's not like the Sabbath is some sort of ideal of not working that we have to fit our humanity into. Mm-hmm. It's the Sabbath is meant to make human beings more human, right? The, sa- the God gives the Sabbath, the day of rest, as a gift so that we can, so it's made for man, mm-hmm. so that we can become more human. Mm-hmm. It's not that there's this ideal of the Sabbath and we have to figure out how to fit our lives into following the rules, the prescriptions of the Sabbath. It's actually that the Sabbath should help us be more alive, which is why everything's in service of humanity and humanity being fully alive, which Saint, I think Irenaeus said, the glory of God is humanity fully alive, mm. right? Beautiful line. Um, and uh, right, so that's why Jesus doing works of miracles on the Sabbath is to help humanity, right? That's ultimately what the Sabbath is about, mm-hmm. is about us becoming the people God created us to be. Sometimes we just got to put down our pitchforks and shovels and our, gosh, our cell phones. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Take it out. And take a nap or spend some time with our families. <laughs> yes. Do good. Yes. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so now we then, we make in this second part, we make this transition to the Lord's day. Oh. Yes. What day might that be? This is the day which the Lord has made. Oh, we should rejoice and be glad. We should. That's Cody. That's like Easter all up in here, right? It is. Like they yeah. just, that line gets said in Easter all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Psalm 118. This is the day the Lord has made. Let mm-hmm. us rejoice and be glad. Okay. Why? So the Lord's day is different from the Sabbath. Mm-hmm. It's a different day of the week, right? Mm-hmm. Because of course, us as Christians, we celebrate our day of worship. Our day of rest is not Saturday, like our Jewish brothers and sisters, whether it was in the Old Testament or now. It's Sunday mm-hmm. because that's the day the Lord rose from the dead, mm-hmm. right? And so that becomes the first day of the week, right? That it is the, the, the yeah. And then it's also the eighth day. So it's the start of the new week. It's the start of the new life. Mm-hmm. It flows from the Sabbath on the eighth day and on the first day, right? So it's like restarting creation and renewing creation on the eighth day. Mm. So mm. so it's a fulfillment of the Sabbath. Mm-hmm. Yep. We all gather on the day of the sun, for it is the first day after the Jewish Sabbath, but also the first day when God, separating matter from darkness, made the world. And on the same day, Jesus Christ, our Savior, rose from the dead. Right. St. Justin Martyr. That's yeah. when he gives his whole description about the mass. Mm-hmm. That's basically what we do now. He starts off by saying they gather on Sunday. So, I mean, like that. Where did I read that recently? Is that in it, here? It was in the Office of Readings uh-huh. on Sunday. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That, that came yeah. very recently. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. I was just, mm-hmm. I was on cloud nine. Whew. One of your Love favorites. That. It's up there. It's, yeah. Not as good as Holy Saturday. I mean, is Anyways, we're, we're, let's not get lost All on right. ranking the Office of Readings. <laughs> Stay tuned next Well, maybe not next time. Bonus episode. Right. Sounds good. Okay. Um, and then Sunday is this fulfillment of the Sabbath. So again, can we talk about like the the um, the old being fulfilled in the new mm-hmm. and the new being... Am I saying that right? I always got to think about that. It's like yeah. hard math. It's it, like you got to really think. It's like directions. I don't know. Is it east? Is it west? Hold on. Come back in five minutes after I really think about this and orient myself. The new reveals the old and the old is, and the new is contained in the old. I don't know. There's a interrelation where the new Testament fulfills the old Testament without abolishing it. Yes, right? right. So the seeds are there, but it actually fulfills it. Mm-hmm. But then even the new Testament prepares us for eternity, mm-hmm. right? That what we're doing right now in this new covenant mm-hmm. is not the is all be all mm-hmm. heaven is, mm-hmm. but it prepares us for heaven where the Sabbath will be every day. Right? Could you imagine Sunday should mm-hmm. be every day? So you think about like 
what should heaven be like? Mm-hmm. If you're going to create heaven on earth, start on Sunday. Mm-hmm. And say like, okay, what do we want heaven to be like? Let's make Sunday like that day. Mm-hmm. Mass, prayer, family, nap, right? Rest, not servile labor. Mm-mm. Now, some things you have to do, and the catechism actually mentions that, right? There is some certain sense of service, right? Mm-hmm. Like um, kids cannot say, I'm not taking a bath because that's work, mom. No. Right. right. But good for you for knowing. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Kudos. Resting. Bonus yes. points for that. I, I would almost say just because you know that, you understand that, no bath. Not because there's any legitimacy to your argument. Yeah. But. But because. <laughs> just because yeah. I'm proud of you. Right. <laughs> All right. Wow. Okay. Don't give AJ any ideas. <laughs> no, he doesn't need any. Trust me. Uh, <laughs> All right. The Sunday Eucharist, right? Yes. Yes. The yes. foremost. So the Sunday Eucharist is essential to how we as Christians celebrate the Lord's Day, mm-hmm. right? That That's integral to that. And that's why it's a holy day of obligation. Every Sunday is a mm-hmm. holy day of obligation. But there's also other holy days of obligation, which... I don't know if you notice in the catechism in paragraph 2177, the ones the catechism give is much more than the ones that we are obliged to these days. So mm-hmm. the ones we in the United States are obliged to as holy days of obligation, actually I should say in the Archdiocese of Cincinnati okay. are Mary, the mother of God mm-hmm. on the 1st of January. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, Easter would be one, but that's already a Sunday. Uh, the 15th of the Assumption, the 15th of August, the 1st of November, All Saints Day, and the 8th of December, the um, Immaculate Conception. So those four. Other dioceses have Ascension Thursday as a holy day of obligation, but Ascension in our diocese and most of the dioceses of the United States gets moved to uh, the following Sunday, but we're missing a whole bunch, right? Some other ones that are holy days of obligation in other places would be the Nativity of John the Baptist on June 24th. Um, I believe that's in there. Is that right? The Nativity of our, well, oh, the Nativity of our Lord. Oh, Christmas. Yeah, I forgot Christmas. Wow. How did I miss that one? (laughs) okay whoa um oh and then corpus christi sunday Mm -hmm. is sunday for us in other places it is on thursday Mm -hmm. although almost universally i think that got moved Mm -hmm. um the epiphany the epiphany of the lord and we of course move that to a sunday also the feast of saint joseph and the feast of the apostles peter and paul so feast of saint joseph march 19th in some places is a holy day of obligation and peter and paul june 29th so Nativity of John the Baptist, scratch that. Not a holy day of obligation anywhere. <laughs> mm-hmm. Sorry, John the Baptist. Yeah. I'll still go to Mass for you. <laughs> right, right. Okay. Although, you know, the Feast of John the Baptist will ever be, the Nativity of John the Baptist will ever be memorialized by the overturning of Roe versus Wade. Oh, yeah. Right? So, and the, you know, the amazing yeah. thing about that, mm-hmm. we actually didn't celebrate the Feast of John the Baptist mm-hmm. that day because it was the solemnity of the Sacred Heart. So the one time those mm-hmm. two fell on the same day is the day that Roe versus Wade was overturned by the U.S. Supreme Court. Mm-hmm. How you like them apples? I like them. Yeah. I like them a lot. Yeah. So every year mm-hmm. on both the Feast of the Solemnity of the Sacred Heart and the birth mm-hmm. of John the Baptist, we can remember mm-hmm. that. Of course... There's still a lot to do Mm -hmm. in the pro-life movement. So Mm -hmm. we won't, let's not get caught up on that, but Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. let's Mm -hmm. back Mm -hmm. to the Sunday Eucharist. Okay. 
Um, the practice of the Christian assembly dates from the beginnings of the apostolic age. Yes. Um, the letter to the Hebrews reminds the faithful not to g- neglect to meet together, as is the habit of some, but to encourage one another. Okay. Yes. Right. So you don't do, we don't do, we don't do the Lord's day flying solo, right? Mm-hmm. That it is from the earliest times Christians gathered to break bread, celebrate the Eucharist on the Lord's day. We have this beautiful quote, you cannot pray at home as at church where there is a great multitude where exclamations are cried out to God as from one great heart and where there is something more, the union of minds, the accord of souls, the pond of charity, the prayers of the priests. St. John Chrysostom. You know what Chrysostom means? Golden tongued? Gold, golden golden tongued. -tongued. (laughs) Love John Chrysostom. Yeah, that's good. But how about this in 2179? Sure. A little definition of what a parish is. Mm-hmm. Who would have thought that would have been in here? That was a that was a shocker, you know? <laughs> because it's the place that the Sunday Eucharist sure. primarily happens is the parish. Sure. Um, so the definition of a parish, from the code of canon law, nonetheless, a parish is a definite community of the Christian faithful established on a stable basis with a particular church within a particular church, a particular church being a diocese. Mm -hmm. Uh, The pastoral care of the parish is entrusted to a pastor as its own shepherd under the authority of the diocesan bishop. So a stable, definite community of the parish, Mm -hmm. or of the people of God, Christian faithful. So that normally for us means geographic. It means Mm -hmm. the people that live within this geographic territory, Mm -hmm. which is why I love talking parishes because you talk maps, right? Mm -hmm. From Uh here to here, this is our people. I love that. Um, but also what it has meant in the, in the history of the church is, um, it could be a particular ethnicity of people, right? So you think of in a different day, let's say in Piqua, Ohio, I believe in Piqua, all the German Catholics would go to St. Boniface Mm -hmm. church. So it's for the Germans and the Irish Catholics would go to St. Mary Mm -hmm. church. And, um, and now I don't know if it was like territorial broken up, but that's traditionally how it was. And there's still places where there's like Slovakian churches and all that sort of stuff. Sure. Or even um, in Dayton, Ohio right now, there is a Holy Family Catholic Church, which is for those who um, celebrate the, the the liturgy according to the 1962 Missal, the mm-hmm. traditional Latin mm-hmm. Mass, you mm-hmm. might say. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. Right. Definite group of the people. Gotcha. Um, the Sunday obligation, then, the precept of the church specifies the law of the Lord more precisely. On Sundays and other holy days of obligation, the faithful are bound to participate in the Mass. The precept of participating in the Mass is satisfied by assistance at a Mass, which is celebrated anywhere in a Catholic rite, either on the holy day or on the evening of the preceding day. Okay. Right. So this gets into question time. So mm. what does it mean, the evening of the preceding day? Mm. Right. And actually each diocesan bishop is able to set what that means. Okay. So in our diocese is possibly the earliest in the United States, 3 p.m. Okay. So if mass begins at 3 p.m. or anywhere between 3 p.m. on Saturday and 12 midnight Sunday into Monday, that counts for your Sunday obligation. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter what readings are used. It's it. You could go to a mass in the Byzantine Catholic Church. You could go to a wedding mass at 6 p.m. somewhere. You know if they're doing that sort of thing, or you could go to a 3:30 p.m. vigil mass. Mm-hmm. So, other dioceses it's 4 p.m. Right, mm-hmm. and so you'll you'll notice that I know across the river in the diocese of Covington, Kentucky, it's 4 p.m. Okay. So there's there's a place near the river in our diocese that's 3 p.m. that a bunch of people swim the river to come to mass at come to mass at three, you know, sure they get do. that box checked. Sure they do. Yeah. Yeah. They, Them Kentuckians. Mm-hmm. Sure they do. I'm sure. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. No, they do. 
They don't swim the river. Oh, yeah. They don't do that. <laughs> Good point. Yeah. Thank you. They thank cross. You. Yes. Uh, the Sunday you... horse-drawn carriages. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting us out of here. The all Sunday right. Eucharist is the foundation and confirmation of all Christian practice. For this reason, the faithful are obliged to participate in the Eucharist on days of obligation unless excused for a serious reason. For example illness, the care of infants, or dispensed by their own pastor. Those who deliberately fail in this obligation commit a grave sin. Deliberately fail, mm-hmm. commit a grave sin. So mm-hmm. so that's like, okay, what it is. Now, every now and then somebody say, I missed Sunday mass. I was in the hospital because I was sick, mm-hmm. right? So that would fall under illness, right? So mm-hmm. you're not obliged to go. Those who have young infants, right? So those, and you'd think about that's a that's a bit of a gray area, but mm-hmm. there's something we can kind of wrestle with. Mm-hmm. I actually, I had a parishioner reach out recently for his work. I believe he worked at Honda. He was flying and his flight left at like 2 p.m. on Saturday and he was not going to leave it, land in Japan until like Monday morning or something like that. So mm-hmm. he, he asked if he could be dispensed from his Sunday obligation, right? Mm-hmm. Which is really humble that he just didn't take that upon himself, but he actually knew he had to be dispensed mm-hmm. from that. And that means like give him permission for a relaxation of the rule. Mm-hmm. And I can do that, which is was kind of news to me until like, I don't know, three months ago. Cool. So, hmm. yeah. I- illness, so hmm. if you're sick, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Or deliberately fail. Let's <clears throat> say, hypothetically, um, you missed the time change, right? And you couldn't, you know, you're going to go to a Sunday evening mass and the whole Sunday you forgot the time change was and you you weren't deliberately missing mass. You had every intention of going and you actually showed up to the church, but the priest was given the final blessing when you showed up, right? <laughs> right. That, I'm sure that's happened to some people. Sure. So, Mm-hmm. deliberately miss is a grave sin. Mm-hmm. But if you miss because you just didn't plan enough, that's at least venial, I would think, you mm-hmm. know? So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so skipping mass, mm-hmm. not just missing mass. Cause if you're sick and you miss mass, not mm-hmm. a grave sin. Mm-hmm. So, all right, that's probably enough. Clear enough. Yeah, I, I mean, I think so. it's really important though. Yeah. I it's mean, super it's, important. It's really important. Right. Or we think, well, I can't make it this week cause I got X, Y, Z, X, Y, Z. And, we don't you're like you said we don't plan accordingly we don't take that time to to plan to say well here's where i'm going to be where are the mass times can we work around that and it's super easy Mm -hmm. i mean like seriously like Mm -hmm. we i look up on my phone to see the yelp reviews on a red robin nearby the very least we can figure out what time mass is sure yeah yeah so right exactly right okay i don't know why red robin i've only been to red robin once in my life but big fan Good stuff. I, I, yeah. Yum. Okay, <laughs> moving on. Uh, <laughs> uh, Let's do a day of grace okay. and rest yes. from work. Yes. Let's go right. there. Yes, Let's sounds take good. Some rest. So this would be paragraphs 2184 to the end, 2188. A day of grace and rest from work. This is just great. The institution of the Lord's Day helps everyone enjoy adequate rest and leisure to cultivate their familial, cultural, social, and religious lives. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what we're there. You want to know what to do on the Sabbath day? Mm-hmm. There you go. Family, culture, social, and religious life. Mm-hmm. Rest and leisure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love the word recreate mm-hmm. because it, it's like, like recreation. Mm-hmm. What recreates us? So mm-hmm. we should do the things on the Sabbath that recreate us, whether it's time with family. Some people, you know, like um, love, you know, like woodworking. Mm-hmm. And if that's what recreates you and you can mm-hmm. just kind of go and participate in creation, well, mm-hmm. great do that. Mm -hmm. But if it's stressing you out and it's, you know, it's, 
not really woodworking. It's actually finishing a home improvement project that you have just been putting off for a while and Sunday's the time you can do it. Yeah, that's probably not going to recreate you. So sure. what's genuine recreation? Sure. Yeah. 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 I, <laughs> I've heard people, you know, like some people love to garden, like get in their flower beds yeah. and garden and what a beautiful thing to do on a Sunday. I am not that person. I'm you see me either. on my flower beds on a Sunday. Yeah. I, it's not out of joy. Yeah. <laughs> so don't do that. But then it does, that does bring up a good point because there are times where you like, you know, like mowing the grass, for example, is like a task on your to-do list and and it's not really something that recreates you any other day of the week, but you think you got to do it on that Sunday yeah. or whatever it is, you know. Mm, mm. Right. And there's certain there's certain things like we don't want to be overly scrupulous about sure. it, right? And we were actually a couple of priests were having this discussion with planting season coming up. And you know, mm-hmm. sometimes when it's dry and it's nice, you just you got to get you got to get in the fields and do it on a Sunday because it's going to rain or it's going to get sure. too cold or you know whatever. And so there's some in even in the catechism, there's some legitimate wiggle room for mm-hmm. but if it's like an every week sort of thing instead of like, you know, it's going to storm tomorrow, I got to I got to cut the grass. Well, Okay, mm-hmm. you know, let's let's not be kind of like uh, mm-hmm. prudes about it, mm-hmm. but notice patterns. If we're always making excuses for working, mm-hmm. sure. that might be an issue. Okay, that makes sense. Okay, um, the charity of truth seeks holy leisure. The necessity of charity accepts just work. That's quoting Saint Augustine, and that sums this up really beautiful. Mm-hmm. That that it's not just an avoidance of work, but also then that um, that reality of being charitable, of right. of doing good, like mm-hmm. what Jesus said as that example. Right. Mm-hmm. He does good on the Sabbath. Mm-hmm. It's not it's not just relaxation. And even twenty one eighty six mm-hmm. puts out just a, a beautiful thing. Sunday is traditionally consecrated by Christian piety to good works and humble service of the sick, the infirm, and the elderly. So devoting ourselves to time to care for our families and relatives. Mm-hmm. Maybe we've got a relative in the nursing home. Sunday is a really good day to go mm-hmm. and visit them. But then also a time for reflection, silence, cultivation of the mind, and meditation. So a day for the Lord, right? All my favorite things. Yeah. I love all of those things. Reflection, silence, cultivation of the mind, meditation. So you don't like to cultivate a garden, but you like to cultivate yes. a mind, oh, huh? Yeah. Truth. Very true. Yes. Sanctifying Sundays and holy days requires a common effort. Every Christian should avoid making unnecessary demands on others that would hinder them from observing the Lord's day. Mm. Right. So that's a, that's, you know, if you are an employer, for example, and you have control over the the schedule, might want to not ask your employees to work on On Sunday. Sunday. Right. Yep. Traditional activities like sports and restaurant and social necessities, public service, etc., require some people to work on Sundays, but everyone should still take care to set aside sufficient time for leisure. Mm-hmm. So if somebody has to work on Sunday, you know, think of my brother works at a nuclear power plant and every now and then they have to work on Sundays because people like electricity turns out on Sunday. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, uh, and so every now and then he has to go on on Sunday, but I think it's always good, you know, especially if you're an employee to be able to make time for people to go to mass, for mm-hmm. people to spend some time for the family. So if they have to be in, maybe it's not a full eight hour day, mm-hmm. or maybe it's adjusted hours or, you know, mm-hmm. even holy days of obligation. Right. Mm-hmm. So. Okay. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Anything and even the, the, the last paragraph 2188 talks about, um, 
religious liberty and people being able to to have those days. And it's like a com- common effort for us to work towards having uh, Sunday set aside as the Lord's day. And I think that's, mm-hmm. that's even an appropriate, like a really important witness for us as Christians in our own day and age mm-hmm. is to say there is a day set aside for the Lord. And it, taking Sunday as the Lord's day is actually a way to evangelize, is actually a way to say, you know what, no, we're, we're not going to be slaves to these idols, whether mm-hmm. it's money, whether it's sports, whether it's um, work or whatever it may be, that we're actually going to take time for the Lord, to take time for our family and take time for joy, mm-hmm. right? To take time to, to rejoice in cultural events or just time with family or visiting our sick relatives or spending some time reading. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a, it's a great witness that we can make to the whole world that God is real and he asks for a day. Mm-hmm. And it's not just for him, it's for our own good too. Yeah, go back to what we said, like the Sabbath uh, was made for man, right? not man for the Sabbath. Like we needed, what was that beautiful quote you said about becoming fully human or? Yeah, it's by keeping the Sabbath and giving the day to the Lord, we're better for it, Mm -hmm. which is, he's so good. We just give him this and it's Mm -hmm. not like it's hard for us. It's actually better for us. Mm -hmm. He's a good God. He's a real good God. He's real. Real Real good good God. Yeah. Real good God. Okay. Sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Should we cross it off the list? I think so. Okay. Okay. Um, Yeah. The institution of Sunday helps all to be allowed sufficient rest and leisure to cultivate their familial, cultural, social, and religious lives. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Great. Oh, wait. You don't have to throw the dart. I don't. I don't. Oh, right. Because we threw two last week because we're doing two recordings today. Double. Double recordings. Okay. Well, there was a... uh, beautiful little thing in here that we didn't read and where is this coming from let's see 114 oh that's okay do you see that in paragraph 2178 mm-hmm. yeah footnote 114 what yep. is that saying there a sermon on sunday and it's in a compilation of patristic writings in greek that's what the pg stands for patrolia grecia yeah. there was believe, all sorts like of that. stuff in that footnote that i didn't understand yeah so thank you for clarifying, but it's beautiful. Yeah. And I, I don't think know it's who good wrote it on. though. And I actually remember being like, oh, I should look that up, but I don't have like the 80 volumes of Patrol Patrologia Grecia or something like that. You don't that. have that? Don't either. Hit it, Julia. All right. Tradition preserves the memory of an ever timely exhortation. Come to church early, approach the Lord and confess your sins. Repent in prayer. Be present at the sacred and divine liturgy, conclude its prayer, and do not leave before the dismissal. We have often said, this day is given to you for prayer and rest. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it.